And if you want to hunt, like go old school, people get some bows and arrows and stuff. Seriously, Boom. give the animals a that. chance. Give the animals a chance. <laughs> Make it an actual sport. Anyone can shoot something and kill it with a gun. Like a exactly. bow and arrow takes skill. A sport is competing against an equal. So until the animals are armed, I refuse to call it a sport. <laughs> Welcome to episode 65 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint, a fine wine, or whatever might happen to be in your glass. You can watch us live Tuesday evenings at 9.15 p.m. Eastern at pubtheology.com, and you can listen anytime wherever you tune into your favorite podcasts. Tonight's episode is brought to you by our official sponsors. As always, first... Up is Casual Priest, maker fine clergy duds. They're based in Sweden, tailored, modern, confident, and stylish. Look them up, order some stuff, and if you want a chance to win a free Casual Priest uh, topper outfit, leave us a message on our Casual Priest hotline. Anything you want us to discuss on the show, maybe, and 980-PT-LIVE-0 or 980-785-4830. And as always, hit us up on the social medias using the hashtag PT Live so we can find you. And our wine sponsor is Wink Wine Club. Wink features superbly crafted wines delivered right to your door. Get started at trywink.com for $20 off your first order and other savings. Well, tonight, friends, we discuss the events of this past week, uh, the mass shooting that just recently took place in Las Vegas. We discuss reactions to it. And we ask, when are we going to move from thoughts and prayers to meaningful action? What should such action look like, if any? Is there a way to actually reduce such senseless violence in this nation with such disagreement about how to approach uh, the issue of guns? Is it fair to call this nation's obsession with guns a form of idolatry? We will discuss tonight. Yes. Mm. Uh, my name is Brian Burkoff. I am pastor of Holland UCC in Holland, Michigan, and author of the book, Pub Theology, Beer, Conversation, and God. And tonight I am drinking uh, an Oktoberfest session Marzen from uh, Third Street Brew House, as it is October. And with us, as usual, Ogan Holder and Tina Simmons. Welcome, guys. Thank you very much. Um, good for you for drinking um, time-appropriate rum. I mean, beer. I'm drinking rum tonight. Got ahead of myself. I'm, I, I had a break. I knew this was going to be a tough conversation, so I broke up the hard stuff. Uh, yeah, good call. Dark and star, stormy with a Kraken, and I obviously started drinking a little bit earlier before the show. Um, obviously. Well, with dinner. I was having <laughs> dinner, and I thought a little, you know. Hogan, heads up, dude. I have Kraken here. I would have joined you. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. I should have let you know. My yeah. Never too late to crack open the Kraken. It wasn't premeditated. I was looking for a bear in the fridge, and I was like, you know what? Let me just go. Let me just go. All right. Anyways, I'm Reverend Ogenholder, uh, Minister of Unity on the River in Amesbury, author of Rants and Revelations with a really long subtitle I won't go into now. And like I said, drinking, drinking Dark and Stormies, which, by the way, which, by the way, I was going to put a, the vanity plate on my new car, and nobody was happy with that idea. Oh, why not? I love it. Were we going to put on their rants to Rev? No. I was no, gonna Dark put, and Stormy. No, I was just oh. going to oh. actually just going to put and Stormy with, you know. Yeah, you're the, exactly. Exactly, me being the dark. Because in Massachusetts, you only oh, get I six love letters. It. You only get six letters. It's what really kind of a state is that, you know? <laughs> you got to move next door where you can live free or die. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather stay alive. This is uh, Tina Simmons, author of Zandrail Being is Human is Overrated, as T. Griffin. And the only reason that Ogan didn't want to say his subtitle is because he never remembers it. And tonight, I am drinking Prosecco. 
um, I've decided that champagne isn't just for celebrations. So I have Prosecco with blackberries that we picked and froze. So they're like my little ice cubes tonight. Ooh, fancy. Wow. I know. Whoa. Fancy girl night. This is the, this is uh, one of our more diverse beverage evenings, I must yeah. say. Like cocktail night. Right? Mm. Mm. I may have to like signal for help from the other room here. I'm feeling <laughs> left out. Bring me a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how, how well that goes over. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just say Garcon and that won't go over at all. Are we ready? Oh, where are we? Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. I mean, no, I just mean like this is serious stuff tonight, and we're gonna, we're per Ogan's request, we're jumping right in, uh, right into the deep end here. So jump in. All right, let's do it. So how are we feeling? I mean, we woke up yesterday, got news of another gun tragedy in the U.S. Just how are A you huge feeling? Huge one. How are you feeling? Well, I'll say this: um, um, not not just another, but but the biggest so far, it is the largest. And uh, first of all, I know you had that thing about thoughts and prayers earlier, but but yes, sympathies and condolences to uh, the families who lost people to the folks who are, their you know, lives may still be hanging in the balance because they're in the hospital. Um, or like, altered forever, even if exactly. they do live. That, that too. Um, it's all, it was also awesome to see some of the hero stories that are now coming out people who shielded other people um with their bodies and you know um totally stepped up throwing people into the car to take them to the hospital without a second thought um uh you know people people really rose to the occasion uh in that horrific moment um i think i'm still um a little bit numb and shocked by it all but also um, a little bit feeling despaired because, you know, we, we can, we'll probably get into this later. We get into it now. It's not, I mean, I, I don't think anybody has any hope that anything different in relation to gun laws and gun control is going to change. You know, I saw an article today where they they asked um, um, some, and again, Republican senators and 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 the thing I dislike the most is when people say now is not the time to make this discussion political right and my my thoughts are this is exactly the time because nothing is going to change unless you know our our political leaders decide to make a change about this and if we're not discussing it when it happens we certainly don't discuss it when it's not happening Mm -hmm. so, you know right. that so there's this just sense of despair and frustration and like i posted earlier uh on facebook i knew after the sandy hook shooting when you know 20 children kindergartners and i think you know first graders or just kindergartners were gunned down and nothing happened after that you know it's yep. it's frustrating and it's and it's sad and um the, the you know the the thought that we actually believe that we can uh, we can keep on having laws that support this level of gun ownership and think we're not going to have these events like that thinking blows my mind. It's who thinks that that we can get rid of mass shootings any other way than getting rid of Okay, um, but let's talk about something a little bit deeper. Like, why do we feel like we need guns so badly? Like, there's a deep-seated emotional problem going on in this country. I mean, why people were shocked by this guy doing this. So, like, why are people so guarded and closed in that they can't, they can't safely express their feeling and their pain and get through it without causing damage to other people? Like, what is going on in this country? I think it's about fear. It's it's about fear, and 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 I don't I I don't know what prompted that individual or any individual to commit the crimes that they did. Some in some cases, yes, it's uh, deranged individual, and and people raise the mental health issue, which is one aspect that yeah, of course we have to look out for. Um, in some cases, it's the other acts of domestic terrorism in some cases like there's there's no there's no rhyme or reason or pattern to why the perpetrators do what except i i get that mental health can be a chemical thing but there is no mentally healthy person does something like this um whether it's 
environmental or chemical imbalance or whatever, Nobody does this that's mentally healthy. So it is a good time to talk about mental health too. Where there is a mental health crisis in this country and it's not all chemical imbalances or we're throwing them off even more or whatever, but they, there's a huge problem in this country that it's not, it's deeper than the guns. Yeah, we can get rid of the guns, but. Well, that's <laughs> a good start. And I agree. I agree. There's no human being on earth that needs an automatic weapon in their in their you know garage or in their gun safe or whatever and it's much less 20 yeah but, exactly but there's a deeper seated problem that we feel or half the country feels like we need these guns and and i'll i'll correct you there by saying it's more than half there are people on both sides of the fence who own guns um they're yeah on both sides so it's not in, in, in that regards, it's not necessarily a political issue in terms of the desire to own guns, which in the conversation in and of itself, it does become political when it's about what do we do with gun control and gun safety and gun management. And it also has to do with the, you know, the power of the NRA. Again, when people are surveyed on both sides, political Republican and we talk about would they be in for in favor of you know more uh strict background checks and gun control like 90 percent of the people are like yes we'd be in favor of that now why aren't politicians doing it because pick your but, pick your pick your poison well we because can... of the nra lobby which has insane dollars and they that's but, who they listen they what would that have done in this case this guy had no background whatsoever no criminal no mental health nothing he would have passed a background track just perfectly fine and i'm not saying that it would have stopped what happened there but we've got to do something and start somewhere you know um i posted today the example of australia you know when australia did that whole gun buyback program did it did it stop absolutely every murder no did it stop anyone from owning a gun no it didn't do any of those things but what it did do was severely reduce the gun violence the gun suicides and the mass shootings you know it didn't eliminate them but it severely reduced them to the point and and you know the article was very clear to state that they were already on the decline but the sharp drop that it took after that buyback program yeah. showed that you know it made an impact so, so it's not so much about stopping everything. You're, you're still going to have individuals who commit crimes, who go kill people. There's no country in the world that doesn't have murders, homicides, whether it's by gun or some other form. But we are disproportionately more than any other country. And it's because disproportionately we have more guns. And what happens when things like this happen? People go to buy more guns. <laughs> So it's interesting when they talk about it's too soon, right, to talk about gun control or talk about anything to do with guns after an event like this. Mitch McConnell said it was entirely premature to discuss legislative options uh, on gun use. And a friend said, if an inexplicable outbreak of Ebola happened in Louisville, Kentucky, killing 59, would Mitch say that it was premature to discuss preventative measures on Ebola? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the reasoning people are saying that is just that um, we're not giving time to respect the people that have passed away or the people no, that are that, in mourning. That's BS. That is BS. If 100 people died from a disease, we'd say right now, first step is how do we prevent others from dying? Wow, Brian, I don't think I've ever seen you get this heated. <laughs> I'm, sick I'm sick of it. Of it. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yes, that is it. It's an empty platitude when this now is not the time, because when whenever is the time and and when you look at so what is defined as a mass shooting, um, I believe it's when there are at least uh, what is it five or more people killed at the same time in a given event. So you just need five for it to be defined as a mass shooting. We we have about I forgot the stat. I looked it up today. Can't find the page now. Given how many days we have in this year, we have almost as many mass shootings for the year. Or uh, um, because of that stat. And so 
if we have to wait till a certain period of time after a mass shooting to talk about it, we're never going to talk about it because there's never enough time before the next one happens. Okay, so it's it's an avoidance tactic. And back to my thing about fear, this is the biggest issue. I think one of the biggest issues, if not the biggest issue facing us because you know many of our many of our politicians know that if they decide to make a stand and say we need to do something about this they're probably going to lose their jobs that's their fear i i believe because of the their constituents on either side of the aisle who believe that that is it the second amendment that gives us the right to bear arms so so the guy so hang on so the guy who perpetrated the crime in las vegas he did not have an automatic weapon it was bought when it was bought it was semi-automatic and he jerry-rigged it so that it would fire as an automatic weapon would so so he didn't have one so let's clear that up and that's not to say that there aren't you know black market automatic weapons out there in the street somewhere um but he purchased his guns legally and he purchased uh semi-automatic weapons which are in some cases or places legal so he didn't break any laws in obtaining his weapons right. so the issue, yeah so the issue is not him and whatever's going on in his head it's it's the access to weapons it's the access to weapons and it was so funny this evening we were watching cnn and they interviewed one of the owners of the gun shop where this guy bought his guns and he said, you know, when this guy came in, he passed all the background checks. His behavior was in no way suspicious to make them think that something would be up. And he talked about how they have all these, like, you know, unofficial um, um, things they look for when someone might be suspicious. And then he wraps up the interview by saying, is he one of the gunshots? He wraps up the interview by saying, I don't know what else we could have done differently and both joy and i yell at the tv stop selling guns how oh, how did he get so many he bought them from different places okay that's part of the problem like why is there no database because that would be going towards controlling the sale of guns <laughs> we can't have you can that. control the sale of them you're already controlling the sale of them by doing there, background checks. And there are a lot of loopholes, you know, gun show loopholes, all kind of loopholes that people can use to purchase weapons. Um, so again, the issue is, and I think uh, you know, Brian alluded to it in when he was describing what we can talk about, is this is this gun worship fetish that we have here in this country. Because for some reason, I think we've bought into this idea that by owning a gun, by having a gun. It makes us safer, which statistically has been disproven, and it makes us patriotic because, you know, this is what our, this is the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, which again, made sense at the time it was written. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we were, we were having a revolution against an occupying nation or, or, you know, against the nation that, yeah, so it made sense. One of my favorite, so one of my favorite memes today was, uh, or sayings today was, so it's a right to have a gun, but it's a privilege to have basic health care. Yeah, I think Brian pulls it out. Didn't you pull that, Brian? I did, I did, yeah. Yeah, that puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, I think the religious or the idolatrous uh, viewpoint on this is worthwhile. And I found this statement as I was doing some reading yesterday that the Presbyterian Church put out 27 years ago back in 1990. She said the religious community must take seriously the risk of idolatry that could result from unwarranted fascination with guns. Uh, and I think they were exactly right. And I think that's part of the innate reaction against gun control is because we're touching an, a golden calf. People do literally worship guns and the right to bear arms. I mean, the Second Amendment is basically a, on par with Scripture for people who... Uh, yes. Hold that. Yeah. And and um, having sensible gun control does not um, negate the Second Amendment. If we passed a law that said you could only have two guns, mm -hmm. like, you know, that's not, 
uh, negating the Second Amendment, but it kind of makes sense. Nobody needs 20 guns. Like, what yeah. are you prepared for? The alien invasion? Although, <laughs> if the aliens did invade, I'm going to the house of the guy who's got 20 guns. I got to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can get into what does the right to bear arms mean? I mean, does it mean every single human being on, you know, in the country? Because we're already monitoring that. So why yeah like why can't we limit the amount why can't we limit the kind like it's, I our, think that's a it's great not question. stepping on the second amendment at all well the running joke is you know when they wrote that it took about five minutes to reload a gun <laughs> so <laughs> fire one bullet so <laughs> it was all right you know true off rounds in like half a second is different but well, I yeah, and you could, and right you could own the same level same caliber of weapon that your government owned right there was no there was no surface to air missiles there were no tanks there were no you know armed uh rocket launchers i mean it's a different thing now to think you could you could defend yourself against your government with the weapons you keep at home sorry and or and any government now we've amended other you know uh, uh, we've amended other other statements of the original original statements of the constitution i don't yeah. know why you know we can't continue to amend this one but i want to get back to this idolatry thing when you use yes. the term idolatry what what does it mean to you what are you saying well i think um wow that's a good question i mean we dif we typically in the biblical sense think of something you are worshiping uh instead of god or on par with god mm -hmm. um that's taking an undue amount of uh, fascination and obeisance or however you want to say it uh, right. and for me on this issue that that statement seems to ring true bec just because people many people are unable and unwilling to have the conversation it literally is a sacred cow that we're not allowed to do anything different because mm -hmm. second amendment so to me that says you're worshiping this idea of the right to bear arms you just are. That feels idolatrous to me. If you cannot conceive of another way of existing, coexisting as human beings. I agree. So here's my question then. Have we placed or some of us placed our constitution or elements of our constitution as we pick and choose them above God? Have well, we isn't that what we do with the Bible? <laughs> you know, it's no different. We take any document and pick and choose how we want to read it, what we want it to say, and, and use it to our own advantage. Well, it's interesting. So what is what is the, I'm not up on my amendments, being not American and all, poor excuse, but, you know, there's, what is the one about freedom of the press? Mm -hmm. you know, and here we have, you know, or president who is yelling fake news at everything when, you right. know, there, there are facts that can be researched and, he is the biggest propagator of fake news. It was hilarious. I don't know if you guys saw this when they asked about why why the the latest um, attempt to repeal the Affordable Care Act went down, and he kept and Trump kept saying one of our senators was <laughs> in hospital, yes, gonna make the vote and all that oh when there gosh. actually wasn't anyone in hospital. That's so ridiculous. No. <laughs> it was. It was you know, so so again, oh. it's 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 like to Tina's point. It's it's kind of like the picking and choosing, and and when when I hear the term idolatry, you know, yeah. it's it's that idea for me of any anything we yes give our focus to that attempts to negate God. So for me, God represents life, love, peace those kinds of ideals divine ideas and here we are you know and a, and a gun speaks to the complete opposite you know a, a gun is an instrument that's created with the intention to kill to harm you know which really i guess depending on what god you look at is not godlike mm. uh, you, you know and i think what is also fascinating is the refusal to to absorb not absorb but to believe facts and statistics like you know if the people are more likely to be killed accidentally by a gun in their home and by someone that they know given all that why would you have a gun in your home yeah well because you know 
self-defense? Because well, because we don't trust God to protect us. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. I think that's a, and that's the irony, right? I think a lot of people who always demand on having a weapon to defend themselves or having a nation that spends obscene amounts of money on military, those are the people who are apt to be the most religiously convicted that God is going to protect them. So they say. Right. And again, another irony is, you know, the same party that is crying out to ban abortions because they're pro-life are the same that are basically not doing anything with guns, which are pro-death. So again, there's this massive irony and I don't, and I don't want to paint it all blame on one side or one party, but you know, if the shoe fits, if the shoe fits well, and your point is a good one, right? That, you know, I think what I hear a lot of times, and I heard this when I moved to DC, you know, you live in an urban setting, you're going to have a weapon to protect your family. And you're, you're exactly right. The statistics don't lie that as soon as you have a weapon in your home, the chances of someone you love dying from that weapon are way higher than you defending yourself from someone else. But isn't, isn't that that whole you draw to you what you, what you put out there? I mean, if you, your biggest thing is you fear somebody taking something from your family, your family from you or something, you're going to lose that. Like it's, you're putting that fear out there. Yeah, and you're setting the table, and you're cre- you're yeah. putting a device that'll make it happen easily, more easily. There was the. Uh, did you guys hear about the? Uh, I think the mom from was it Iowa who went on like some vacation and left her four kids at home. The oldest of the kids was twelve, and she just left them at home for like like on a vacation. Week. She went on vacation for like over a week. Left wow. these kids at home, and there was a gun in the home, and the kids knew about the gun needless to say this woman has been arrested uh for child endangerment but it was like it was i mean sometimes you got to wonder what but what happened i mean how were yeah, the kids? Waiting for the end of the <laughs> did they take here. care of themselves and they were fine i mean oh no no they weren't what happened was if they were fine i might take her up on this idea <laughs> <laughs> i mean are we talking like 12 11 10 9 or are we talking like 12 5 3, two? Was 3 and 1 the youngest was like 5 or 6 Okay. So they were a smattering of ages. They were um, um, not not a, this is an important point, but I think they were like from two different fathers and one of the fathers who's no longer, you know, in connected, married or involved with the mom. Right. He found out that she'd gone. I guess he was calling check on the kids or something and found out she was gone and he called the police and they came and found the kids and then they had to go figure out where she was and wherever she was, they arrested her and brought her back. The kids are okay, but you know, and, and, you know, the police said, you know, if she had like, you know, gone out to a party for the night or something and ended up too drunk to drive home and crashed at somebody's house, that's one thing, but she yeah. took a vacation out of the country. That was the other so thing. Crazy. She left the country. Yes. She was on a cruise. I think it was in Europe or somewhere. She was out of the country. And She's she like, left. dude, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. I'll see you guys later. Exactly. I can't fund childcare. They'll be all right. I'm out. That's crazy. Wow. It is crazy. And there was a gun in, in the home. So, I mean, fortunately, you know, none of the kids got spooked or something and decided to pull out the gun. But, but it's, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do about that. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's I, I'll say personally, you know, my my in-laws, my father-in-law, he's he used to be a hunter um, and he still has, I believe, a couple like hunting rifles in the house. And I remember when Joy was a lot smaller, I was very uncomfortable with having Joy go there because of that statistic. Now, he did sure. practice excellent gun safety. His guns were locked away. They weren't loaded. He never had them for like you know fear of a breaking or burglary so he didn't you know sleep the one under the bed loaded or anything like that mm-hmm. um so you know and and that's that's good i i again i'm i'm not against let me let me say this on a pure principle level i'm not against people owning their guns or having guns but again when it gets to the point where this level of gun ownership is resulted in this level of death One's got to say, you know, am I prepared to give up this thing that I love so much 
so that we can stop having all these deaths and people are not prepared to do that until it affects them personally and i think that's another issue i mean let's go back to your your father-in-law i grew up with hunters i get it you know mm -hmm. there's there's respect for guns there's safety you're taught from a small age i grew up in a house with guns we would have never thought of touching my stepfather's guns never but you know and he he put the bullets in a completely different place than he put the guns you know like it, it's just it's it's a matter of respect and you know safety and like it's people hunt and i don't think that's a horrible thing no i well i would agree oh my with god that. all my and, vegan friends are freaking out right now if they're listening yeah, they're, they're all they're all, they are i mean wow those are fighting words uh, where you live um mm -hmm. no i i agree i mean i you know i married into a family of hunters and and they hunt and that and that's fine and i benefit from the some of the venison that they provide you know so I'm, I'm grateful for that but that you know and that sounds like a responsible thing right having the weapon in one place and having the ammunition separated but the funny thing is a lot of people who will talk about defending having a gun also for home defense when you've got one weapon locked away and your ammunition somewhere else oh excuse me intruder i need to go assemble the various parts of what i'm going to use to stop you a minute well, well but, but but again statistically Aren't Sorry. you more likely to get shot if you pull out your own gun? Well, I agree, but people still say that self-defense is a reason to have it. And if you want to hunt, like, go old school, people. Get some bows and arrows and stuff. Seriously. Boom. Give the animals a that. chance. Give the animals a chance. <laughs> Make it an actual sport. Anyone can shoot something and kill it with a gun. Like, a exactly. bow and arrow takes skill. I'm sorry, unless you're a no. vegan or a vegetarian, I don't think you can say that you're still eating meat and they are the the meat that you're eating is handled much worse than Listen. a hunter going out and shooting a deer. Listen, oh, that's eating, too close to home. Eating meat is what made Homo sapiens the, the superior species, okay? That's been proven Okay. Probably superior ev evolutionary perspective. Okay. So you're yeah, saying but... the way you get meat is better than the hunter who gets it with a gun. No, no, no that's not what I'm saying. What are you saying? I'm uh -huh. saying? I'm saying, yeah, let's go hunt and eat the meat, but we don't need guns to do it. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. But but so I you think... you cage the animals up for their entire lives no, and slit their throats and bleed them out. This point still stands, I think. They're still eating meat, is my point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't subscribe to factory farming either. I want my meat free range, you know, frolicking in the pastures. Okay. And then we go so I want to see you go out and jump on a cow's back <laughs> and... and Wrestle that thing down, nice. but first whisper it, whisper to it how much you love it, how much you appreciate <laughs> the life. That... When did you turn vegetarian and I not know about it? He's not the one sitting there saying that guns are an unfair advantage. Right. Are you, did you say me or him? You, Tina. When, I said, when I'm, you... I'm not, first of all, I eat very little meat, just so you know. Um, okay, so I'm responsible, for the death of, I'm responsible for the death of five cows and you for two. That doesn't make it. Any. I don't really eat. No, I'm responsible for oh. a maybe a quarter of a cow every two years. <laughs> I'm responsible for the death of a lot of salmon, but I would have no problem fishing. <laughs> there we go. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I'm not the one sitting here saying that hunters shouldn't be hunting. They should be getting out there with a bow and arrow. I didn't say they shouldn't be hunting. Let them hunt. I want my meat. Let them hunt. I'm just saying that, again, this is another excuse that's been used for people to own guns. We want to hunt because hunting is a sport. If you want to hunt and have good sport and true sport, sport. It's not a sport. No, it's not a sport. When you have, you know, go go get a bow and arrow. Go get some spears. If you truly want to have a challenge and some fun, do it old school. A sport is competing against an equal. So until the animals are armed, I refuse to call it a sport. <laughs> I Okay, I get it when you say sport. When, when you put it that way, but some people do feed their families that way. No, they do. And, and I, as I just said, I'm a recipient of, of hunting and I do appreciate that, but I prefer the ones that come from a bow and arrow, especially. So uh, on Facebook, Pam uh, jumped in and she said, uh, you know, she's feeling frustrated with all that's happened as we all are. She said, I grew up around guns and my dad was an NRA member, but I will not own one. I have used guns and there's a strange feeling of power that I don't want to succumb to. So I want to get into that angle a little bit. That's a really interesting point that there's this sort of power issue when you're wielding a weapon 
And so I'm going to ask, have either of you uh, fired guns, used guns? And what do you think? Is she onto something with this element of power that happens when you own or use a weapon? Yeah, I mean, I think she is. I've shot a gun before. And it, I mean, it's it's um, adrenaline rush, you know? And I think, I can't remember, I don't know if it was a movie or what, but there's something about distancing yourself. Like when you actually had to like stab people with a sword, there, there was just something to it, to the fact that that intimacy that, you know, made you feel the power of death or whatever. But when you're, when you're separate from it, like, like it's a video game, you know, like it's a yes. gun and it's at a distance, then you're not even seeing anything like a human being. You're yeah. How far was this disconnected. shooter, right? He was on the 32nd floor and he was mm -hmm. hundreds of feet away from these people. That is an entirely different deal than what you said, killing someone with a sword where you have to be in within arm's reach of them. Mm -hmm. And look them in the eye. That's right. Yeah. And that's what I said. Uh, one of the things they said was, um, getting rid of guns won't stop murders. Like, right. you know, dudes will break out machetes and go slash. But <laughs> right. They're not going to take out 50 people. They may take out two or three, but not 50. Um, yeah, and injuring 500, not going to yeah. happen. Oh One guy. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, no, I have not, I've never shot a gun. Um, my dad uh, had a gun in Barbados, and interestingly enough, um, I, I think I've told you guys the story before about his traumatic brain injury. If I hadn't, long story short, uh, you know, we own a family store in Barbados and um, it's in a, it was, it still is in a neighborhood that at the time, you know, a lot of like gangs and drugs. And yeah. he was, um, the, the, the routine was when he closed the store up, someone would always be there, strength in numbers, so he wasn't by himself. Yeah. And yeah, he owned a gun yeah. to protect himself. And one night, um, my mom was running late, and uh, my great uncle, who lived in the house next to the door, had fallen asleep because he also usually keeps an eye out. And rather than wait in the store for my mom, my dad decided, you know, I got my gun. I'm going to be okay. I'll just go wait for her outside to save some time. And they jumped him, they beat him to a pulp. He was in a coma for days. Um, and when he woke up, never the same person again. But it was to the to your point about the, the you know the the person who posted about that sense of feeling stronger or strength. I think he felt that because he owned a gun. There was a certain uh, you know sense of I would say cockiness about him that that I'm gonna be safe because I have this gun and no one's gonna harm me. I'll get them first, but but it led to him almost being killed, you know? Um, and the closest I ever got was, was seeing the gun in his bedroom at some point. Um, but, but that was it. So, so again, the gun sometimes gives a false sense of strength and security, I believe beyond anything else. And interestingly enough, a couple months ago, Joy said to me that, you know, she wanted to go learn how to shoot. And I said, why is that? She said, I'm hearing all this debates about guns and people talking about, you know, owning guns. She says, I feel like I can't be properly informed either way unless I go, I experience what they're experiencing by shooting the gun. So I want to learn how to shoot. And I was taken aback on two levels. One, that the child I raised wants to go shoot a gun. I was like, Right. lost your mind but at the same point like her logic made a lot of sense you know how can we speak out against gun ownership when you know i've never used a gun i've never owned a gun used the gun but right. here you have crying people who do like what is my frame of reference so yeah. i applauded her for that and i said huh all right i happen to know somebody who knows people who owns a gun studio i will go look into it you know, and I really debated that. Do I do I want to do that? Do I want to uh, 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 put her in that situation of handling such a weapon? But I also knew the quickest way to get a kid to do something is to tell them they can't do it. <laughs> so, right. so, so I need. So if I'm if I am the one who's gonna be, you know, making sure that she gets this in a safe format, I gotta be the one that's 
there. Now, you know, enough time has passed, so she hasn't brought it up recently, but it's still something that that's weighing on me. Well, and while I applaud her logic, I don't necessarily agree with it. I mean, I have never done cocaine, and I don't think I need to to have empathy for a drug addict. Yeah, although I would say there is something about um, not just being afraid of guns because they are so uh, prevalent in our society. And so to train yourself to know how to handle one properly, I don't think is a bad thing. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go out and buy your own, but it could mean, you know, proper safety, proper handling, uh, what it will and won't do. Uh, and I, th I, I think that's an okay thing uh, to do. And, and to your point about the cocaine, not that we should go use cocaine, but, um, you know, start with heroin, heroin, work your way up. Bad joke. Wow. Um, bad joke. I take that Especially I think, I, I think heroin's a little worse than cocaine. <laughs> but, 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 you know, kind of to that point, large issue, until one has dealt with addiction personally, one truly does not get and understand the life of an addict. And, and the struggle that addiction presents for people. Ooh. So, you know, it's not that I'm saying you should do it to, to understand it, but the truth of the matter is you really don't unless you've walked through it yourself. So, and so, so I think her logic is sound in that regards because she may go, you know, fire off two or three rounds and go, oh my God, that was the scariest thing I've ever done. I'm not touching that. Or she might fire up two or three rounds and say, may have some more, please. <laughs> you know, yeah. then we going down that road. And then what I would do is say, oh, you like shooting guns? Great. Let's train you properly and you become like, you know, go do this as a, as a, like a professional sport and go do it at the Olympics or, or something. Like that. <laughs> I'm going to harness that in a more positive, you know, uh, way. But, well, I, I love that you brought up addiction. Uh, you know, we've, we've talked about idolatry, and I certainly think that's an interesting angle to approach this thing mm -hmm. on. But what about addiction? You know, is it fair to say we are addicted to guns? Yes. We're, we're addicted yeah. to violence. Yes. And, I, and to support Tina's point, the adrenaline rush that, you know, people have reported feeling, and Tina herself, from firing weapons, the sense of power it you know, it makes you feel that that again, false sense of safety and security, I think is addictive, you know, and, you know, add on top of that, this is my patriotic right. You yeah. Know, there's, there's, yeah, there's a whole culture built around it, encouraging it, embracing it. Uh, and so yeah, you add all of that together. And it's a pretty addictive cocktail. Uh, you know, my dad had a gun uh, and did some hunting. We lived in Alaska for crying out loud when I was younger uh, and I shot rifles and so forth. Um, but it just never was interesting to me. Like it, I just, I didn't like killing animals. I didn't like shooting and destroying things. And, you know, and then as I got older and just began to see all of the tragedies happening in our society out of guns, I'm just like, I, I don't need a gun. Like I'm just not interested in it and it's not making our world a better place. And, mm -hmm. and I was a big fan of MacGyver and he always solved problems without guns. So yeah. duct duct can be done. All you need yeah. is duct tape. Duct tape. I, I will tell you um, my, through my marriage, I would not allow guns in my house because my ex was impulsive and mm. explosive and I was not adding that element to it. Yeah. Um, that being said, I work in a kind of, shady area in portland and i wouldn't feel comfortable that being there after dark and i have pepper spray in my purse because of it yeah pepper so, spray. i mean there's preventive me measures that don't oh, yes guns. exactly get yourself a taser you know get yourself a nice Tasers are fun <laughs> taser yeah pepper spray um what's well, the thing where you shoot darts that make people pass out what's that called tranquilizers <laughs> Is that legal? I don't know if that's legal. Dark it's probably illegal, but guns, you can have all the guns you want that will kill someone, but it's probably illegal to have a tra tranquilizer gun. <laughs> tranquilizer guns are so fun, though, <laughs> to watch the people oh. just pass out. Wait, you're me now, this sounds like a party you've been to. <laughs> oh, my word. You're scaring me. Might be what I'm going to now. <laughs> Is that hot in here? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> What are you doing in your free time? <laughs> My goodness. Wow. 
that crazy that's that that's that like crazy like you know northwest attitude up there in portland man Mm-mm-mm. yeah yep. exactly gotta, exactly gotta, gotta watch hey but we have a lot of fun yeah <laughs> it sure sounds like it it sure sounds like it i think um 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 back to that uh you know idolatry god context thing it's you know uh, again honor in life honor in you know i i i find it an interesting dichotomy of people who are very religious who own guns like you know if you're gonna you know what i'm saying what's commandment thou shalt not kill but but let's let's hold on to weapons of death <laughs> like oh can i feel the uh, same way about people that are anti-abortion but then don't care about the social services or think we should reduce them like you're okay with the children being born but then you don't think we should take care of them <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me i know it's a thing mm. I, yeah what I to say so. right there's there's, there's there's always more to say on this topic yeah. there's always more to say but i think we've had some time to kind of hash it out a little and i've appreciated the conversation wondering uh, if there's any sort of final word for you as we uh, reflect back on what we've talked about. I'm getting oh, getting a bow and arrow for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So, two oh. I already own bow and arrow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, when we lived in Gaithersburg, Maryland, for some reason, so this is when Hunger Games were coming out, and, you know, Hunger oh, Games boy. came out, and every, like, teenage uh, preteen girl was like, "Oh, I want to go learn archery." Thank you, Katniss Everdeen. We had uh, some congress in our church who decided to gift Joy with like a youth bone arrow. Oh my gosh! And 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 they also had like a legit like high tension like hunter's bow that for some reason they thought I would enjoy. I swear to you, I could barely pull this thing back to shoot an arrow. It was it was hilarious. And let me just tell you those things are dangerous so we had you know we set up a box and we stuffed it with with stuff so that joy could have a target you know and we had a backyard with a picnic table we put it on there and joy would shoot arrows into it i took that hunter's bow and fired one into that box and it took that box clean off the table like like those things have power they are very powerful so i'm like yeah to to brian's point a lot more skill if you're gonna be doing uh hunting um my 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 thing is you know i i threw this out on facebook earlier we spent a disproportionate amount of money on military compared to other countries you know like as much as like the next six eight countries combined or something ridiculous like that i think we should earmark like a big chunk of that for a gun buyback program like australia did you know let the military buy back guns they're actually the people who might need to use them and and let's start getting some of these guns. Is everybody going to sell their guns? No. But I'm saying if you own 16 guns, you know, go sell yeah. 12 of them back. Let the military buy back 12 of them. You're still left with four. I think you're going to be okay. You own four guns, sell three. You kind still of have only... more than the deer does. Exactly. <laughs> you can kind of only shoot one at a time anyways. Like... What are you gonna do? Like I have this image of my head in my head of, you know, when we when we picture America. If we had to build a statue that represented America, it'd be a football player with Bible in one hand, gun in the other, and American flag behind him. Like it's you know, that that's who we are, whether we want to admit it or not. And it's mm. kind of crazy. Mm. I think that's who we were. Mm. Tina, any final final thoughts? I think that was it. All right. Buy me a bow and arrow. That's her. That's her final thought. Well, new gift now. I, I own no. One. After after you said about the statue, I said I think that's who we were. No, I think that's who many of us still are. Many of us want something different, but I think many of us still are, and I think a lot of our politicians are still pandering to that group. Yeah. So Ogan has a bow, but what he might need is a quiver full of arrows. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Wait, wait, here we go. Wait, where's my rim shot? Where's my rim shot? Oh, it's never on time. There we go. <laughs> so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my final word to a couple of folks on Twitter. Um, at Graceful Gravity says uh, in response to all of this that uh, she's tired and she's run out of corporate grief. Oh. And I know who that I, is. I hear that. And then uh, Nicole 
quotes a little Tom Petty from Learning to Fly, which says, so I've started out for God knows where. I guess I'll know when I get there. And then a quote from the song Wildflowers, you belong somewhere you feel free. So rest in peace, Tom Petty, and rest in more peace, all whose lives were cut way too short uh, over the weekend. So that's our show tonight, friends. Thank you for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. Please connect and spread the word with us on social media. You can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, if you would comment on one of our posts or even better, share the podcast uh, with your friends so they can tune in. And you can listen, of course, anytime, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or iTunes. Please rate us on uh, one of those forums, especially iTunes or Google Play Music. Uh, that would be awesome. If you'd like to start or join a conversation like this in your town, meet up at the local neighborhood uh, bar or brewery, you can find uh, a directory at pubtheology.com or uh, instructions to help you start your own. And thank you once again to our sponsors, Wink Wine Club, who you'll find at trywink.com slash ptlive and casualpriest at casualpriest.com. So until next time, friends. Please drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. forgot that I was going to have one last statement at the end of my final word after I was going to say. What was that? Rest in, rest in peace. My final, final word was let's fucking do something about guns already. Wow, Brian. I think you, that should be the opening line when you, when you let's, edit it. Let's edit that back in. There you go. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? Come on. I am so. Like what else I do you like need? Up to here. I mean. No, we're done. Just, it's it's we're we're desensitized to it now somebody said this already we're so desensitized to these tragedies and the gun ownership that we're not going to do anything it uh, oh, oh, drives me insane okay oh yes i want to hear the top cities oh okay so interestingly in our top 10 uh listening cities of uh the week we have two from the united kingdom Ooh. Uh, chester united kingdom and london wow london. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to figure out what's going on in this country. Know what I'm saying? And number one uh, was Carlsbad, California. So wow, what's that? Uh, Carlsbad? Yeah, I've heard of it. It's It's on my um. Good. It's just north of Carlsgood. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my rim shot? Damn it! (laughs) I knew it. Woo! It's on my my Tony Horton um, P90X. He mentions Carlsbad. Nice. And New uh, Orleans is in the t- We have some regular listeners in New Orleans. Uh, cool. Shout out to New Orleans. New Orleans, <laughs> we want to come visit you. <laughs> yeah.